Folks, before we get started with today's episode, episode 69. <laughs> nice. I do want to give a shout out to the beautiful lady you see on the cover of this podcast. She's a really good friend of mine. Her name is Jackie Jones, and she's just now getting into modeling. So give her a shout out on Twitter. Hit her up. Tell her that uh, we sent you and that uh, she looks she looks awesome in this cover. And uh, also, we encourage you while you're at it to tell her she should come on the show and tell some of her awesome concert stories because she goes to enough of them. I know some shit has gotten crazy. I've seen it. I've seen it happen once, but I've seen it. So with that, let's loop that intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Guns in Radio podcast. And now, give it up for your host, Chris Caputo and Dustin Bones. It's episode 69 of the Guns in Radio podcast. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> and joining us today, of course, I'm Dustin Bones. I'm Chris Caputo. And we've got a very special guest today. Joining us for 69 is none other than Brando from Appetite for Distortion. Thanks for having me back. And uh, I can't even make fun of all the double entendre jokes because when I did my 69th episode, I had the, the Billy Madison clip queued up of 69. Uh. <laughs> so I'm no better than you. But thank you for having me. Good. We won't use that as a cold open. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why it's. I don't know why it's funny. I don't know why it's whatever. Congrats <laughs> on sixty nine episodes. Well, thank you, thank you. All seriousness, well, thank you. It's funny because it was funny when we were in third grade, and it's <laughs> and it's still funny today. It's yes, one so. thing that doesn't change. Man. Our one female listener is going to be like, "Oh God, I'm so offended." There's like going to be like a petition campaign to stop us now. Oh God. Dustin, we're canceled. <laughs> we did warn. We did warn them last week of <laughs> uh, what kind of bullshit we would be up to. Hey guys, do you want to get access to thousands of free bestsellers that you can listen to at any time from a huge and ever-growing catalog? Oh, what am I saying? Of course you do. Audible now includes podcasts, originals, and much, much more. They have a premium selection of bestsellers, and you can listen to thousands of titles from their ever-growing Audible Plus catalog. Whether you want to wind down, get motivated, or learn something new, you can listen across all of your devices with the audio app and never lose your place. So click the link in the description to get a 30-day free trial of Audible. Amazon Prime members will get two credits. Good for any premium selection of any title that you would like. Yours to keep even if you decide to cancel. They'll even send you a friendly email reminder before your trial ends. Also, the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals are yours to listen to all you want with no credits needed. So what have you got to lose? Click the link in the description now to get started with your free trial from audible.com. And we'll put in the audible ad. Which, by the way, nobody's buying. 
<laughs> yeah. I feel like with that one, though, it's like every other like podcast advertising some sort of like audio book or like other like sort of thing like that. So I guess that one's definitely tough for us to get on, but I think eventually someone will bite. You know, the other day when I was helping you get into our email, yeah, <laughs> <account>, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I read one of our emails for the first time and uh, what should have been not that long, (laughs) but it was. And uh, it turns out that uh, we're actually, they've put us, they've given us our warnings. Like you fuckers need to sell something or we're going to kick you out of the program. Oh, for the Amazon uh, affiliate thing. Yeah. And that's where the audible thing comes from too. Oh, shit. We got three months of that. So I think. Yeah, we got three more months of telling you fuckers to buy Audible. You got three more months of not doing it, and then we're going to figure out another way to make some goddamn money around here. Yeah, we're going to have to start you know, selling ourselves on the street. That's okay. I mean, it's not like we, we already do that to pay for the website. So Yeah, but like here up in you know, the, the cold uh, air in Canada, it's not going to be nice, you know, when we get like frozen <laughs> nipples and everything going on. Yeah, June is a hard month for <laughs> <laughs> so brando how how are you my friend it's been a little while since we got to chat so it's good to hear from you and good to see you again likewise just uh kind of what you're doing just trying to be uh trying to make money off a podcast but it's uh it, it is difficult it's kind of like the how are we still talking about guns and roses 69 episodes later the amount that i've done when they haven't, I mean, the tour happened, then COVID happened. So they're really not doing much. They came out with the masks. I guess that's the, the, <laughs> that was the big uh, thing or the, the vinyl release of the, uh, of the greatest hits, which is the only album I never bought. Okay. Like I, ha- I, have, I have that, but we're still doing it. So I don't know. This is partially love of the band. I got to say, you know, since last time I was on, I really enjoy, especially Chris's background of all the, uh, the albums. Oh, yeah, I found this on like uh, the internet somewhere. Okay, you haven't been hit with like a copyright taking down your picture. Nothing like that has happened. Oh, no, not yet. Thankfully, I don't know. Okay, uh, good. We'll see. Uh, you know, <laughs> I did have. Right to take, uh, I had to take down one of my t-shirts off the wall because one of my band's people said something racist. So I mean, uh, that's exciting. Better safe than sorry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But no, your your setup is uh is good too, and it's. You know, got to be honest, I'm clearly, you know, if you've been watching since I've been doing it on Zoom, I think you guys have always done it on Zoom or Skype. This is uh, new to me. No, I shouldn't say new to me, but it wasn't uh, as common for me to do a video cast since the pandemic, since I had to make my own studio. So I'm trying to put things, little trinkets, things in the back, my one vinyl I have, Chinese <laughs> democracy, which I just finally took the, uh, the unwrapping off. It's been uh, it wrapped the entire time. I'm not going to sell it. You know, what's the point? I, the big thing is I don't even have a record player. I just wanted to like, I don't know. I just feel like a tool, like leaving it wrapped and it was bothering me and they're leaving in the background with the glare. So I had a reason behind that. So yeah. we're not a uh, democracy behind me. But the Best Buy exclusive label on it and little things like that are part of the charm. I've got a copy open and I've got a copy unopened. So I you know what you mean. It didn't have any of those uh, tchotchkes in there. It had, uh, like, go to the Best Buy website for a free download. Oh. That's, I'm, I'm keeping oh, that. Wow. I'm keeping that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That is important. Uh, but I've enjoyed the way that you guys are doing your show now. With the, I say you guys, the way you're doing your show now, like with the uh, with the with the video, because I don't know. Sometimes, like when I'm when I'm listening, I'm usually at work and have it on my desk. And sometimes, if somebody's telling the story or something, it's nice to glance over and see their facial expressions and everything and what they're what they're saying. So see, it's a new world with. Um... I'm not going to act like I'm that. Now I'm much older. I'm, uh, I'm 37, but I still remember a world where none of this really existed. A webcam, you had to buy uh, something, you know, separate to add to your giant computer tube monitor or whatever. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I remember those. Uh, so now the, the use of web was, it wasn't really thought of as professional as it, it is now because you still have people I mean, like the Daily Show, still doing it like that. Actual news anchors doing it, uh, doing it like this. But it's, uh, I don't know. It's been, it's been interesting. And you can say we because I depend upon on uh, listeners, and I appreciate when you, every you guys chime in on uh, social media, or, or you know, appreciate all the shout outs that you give me. So I'm trying to pay attention to, to take advantage because I'll never forget <laughs> just starting out in radio with no video. It was when I was uh, in Cape Cod. I think it was when I was uh, going to get a tattoo. There was a tattoo parlor. I went, I went there called us. Uh, I don't think it's either, it's either under different ownership or it's not there at all. Uh, Sinners and saints. And I just remember, Hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a pixie one Oh three. It's a escape cause <laughs> rock. And I think it might've been when I was getting my handicap uh, sticker with the metal horns and oh, <laughs> uh, the, nice. the Mohawk. <laughs> so, so one of the, I think it was the Pierce that said to me, it's like, you're, you're on the radio. I'm like, yeah. It's like, aren't you guys supposed to be fat and ugly? I don't know how to respond to that. And I'm like, I'm small and not, you know, I'm not grotesque. You know, that's whatever image, uh, stereotypical Im- image of you have a face for radio. You know, granted, there are people like that in all fields. But uh, yeah, no, it's been fun. And I got my, I won't judge you guys if you didn't. I have my I voted sticker in my microphone stand. Yeah, I got mine on my vape. <laughs> That works. That works. Yeah, and, I uh, voted also. And behind me, just today, this was a, a listener sent me this portrait of of Slash. Just yeah, I saw randomly. that on social media. I think it was. Uh, yeah, Twitter. I saw that on your Instagram. I wanted to promote Poncho's art, so if you wanted to you know, check out my social media, I have him uh, named and tagged. He just does these portraits of of, of rock stars' faces. So he gave me this is Slash as a gift, just a fan. I, I don't know them. I don't know. Said he's been listening since I think the, uh, the first episode, and this nice. was his his thanks to me. That's great. So nice. sometimes, guys, to go to you know tie it all together, how you're starting out, it's you're not getting paid in maybe physical money. You're getting paid in slash portraits. You know, I've been I've been since uh, I can only remember because it was it was quite early in the podcast. It was, somebody sent us an. Uh, I still have the axle pin. It's a pin on my leather uh, leather. Maybe I, I had a leather jacket at one point. I was that much of a wannabe cool guy. But a, a denim jacket of uh, Axel's shoes, the high tops. Nice. And, and uh, I gave someone else, it was a milk carton that said, where's Izzy? Like, like the missing thing. <laughs> and it was just somebody just sent it to me and, you know, just give me a shout out. Of course, of course I would. And uh, that's, that's happened at times. You know, people send you stuff, you know, whether it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. So you get paid in uh, 
Guns N' Roses fandom love, maybe. Uh, but I can see trying that. Trying for that money, too, because <laughs> I'm still yeah. doing it. Not going to lie. It's rewarding. I mean, seeing, seeing like when we, get our, when we go check our downloads and we see how many people are listening, it's nice that that number's not fucking three or 12 or some sure. shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I see I, I, that's rewarding in itself, but uh, uh, money is also. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Believe me, I. <laughs> I would love that. I I, I love my job. Um, you know, I currently work for iHeartRadio, which is my on air is very you know minimum. I don't have like a set slot, but I'll do on air different things. Uh, but as somebody who's done on air every day before different classic rock stations, I love doing my podcast. Yeah, I would love to do that, which I kind of do every day to a degree, whether it's just social media stuff. Yeah, if I, if to get paid for that, that would be. That would be great because maybe I can quit my my second non-radio job. And uh, so it's like I have two jobs on top of what the podcast is. And um, Dustin, you just mentioned, uh, you know, your your job. It's like we all do stuff. We, this is all coming from a passion. But, uh, so, yeah, it's it's crazy how much this podcast has taken over my life, despite, despite it not being uh, – it can't be the number one priority. It just can't. Yeah. It's it's really not, but I mean, it has its place. Sure, like, it does. I mean, I that's see. important as well. It, 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 but it is it is rewarding. Like I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm not sorry that we started doing this. One bit. You would have been a, a long time ago. That was that's the biggest thing is uh, is staying with it. That was what I was told at the beginning, especially when my my former co-host, current friend Scotto left, and I'm. We were only doing it maybe once, uh, like twice a month, you know, sometimes once a month. And that was more on the schedule that he wanted. And it had a lot to do with also uh, me from, I think we were both living on Long Island at the time, but like I was working at a radio station and he uh, he didn't have access to one like that. It was just a lot of scheduling. That, a lot of things came, came into part with it, came into play with it. But when it was decide, uh, time for him to, to leave, it's like, I, I got to do this. Yeah. So a long time ago, you guys know, and you're obviously having a lot of fun doing it. That's the most important thing. The listeners feed off that. And it's amazing that we've created two different podcasts about Guns N' Roses that are completely different when they don't do a lot. I know <laughs> we just... have the three people in this room right now have officially created more Guns N' Roses content than Guns N' Roses. It's enough. <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, I don't want to take anything. Uh, none of us are. Uh, I'm not Guns N' Roses. They're they're always going to be cooler than me, and I'm not going to be one. Not, I'm never going to go all in on like how some people are on forums about hating or you know being frustrated. I have no idea if they're going to come out with a new album. I believe that they will. I know it's been interesting because how uh, like everything they do, you have to like look into it for clues if there is any meaning or if it's just all a tinfoil hat theory. You know they're. They're using social media more. What does it mean? You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I believe it'll happen. New music will happen eventually. And it's fun to talk about. And it's great that there's a fan base that can listen to uh, all this to, to get some uh, Guns N' Roses release, put it that way, I guess, <laughs> uh, through via us, by us. But, um, but, but yeah, it's, oof, it's, 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 it's a, you would have gotten that a long time ago. If you, like you said, if you were talking to just three fans, the fact that, I was able to find an audience or able to find an audience who could especially enjoy both shows and not get, you know, tired of it, I guess. 
yeah. or takes a, or, or also like a play a big part in it. I think uh, GNR fans they miss that the most is being able to interact with the fan to fan, uh, the band with some degree. You know, and I don't I feel like there's there's a, there's a lot of uh, separation between the brand and the fans at this time. You know, maybe that could be argued, but we provide a medium, I guess, even though neither of us have direct contact. Yeah. We have our sources. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, we have our sources. <laughs> like that tells us it, can, it can mean so many, so many different things. But I, it, I've like I also hope I, I don't take credit for for anything. I know you guys don't because you guys. That's why you guys have fun. And GNR happens to be the theme. I'm glad that Axel tweeted about the election. This long poem that took like four tweets or whatever. I'm wondering though. Because I responded to like a tweet he wrote a couple years ago that said you know, to get out and vote or damn the torpedoes and vote two years <laughs> ago. And I just responded to it three hours earlier prior to him tweeting. So can I take credit for that? Probably not. But until proven otherwise, <laughs> I will maybe take credit for that. But, uh, I'll uh, give you I, – I think that's fair. I, I, I think it's unreasonable to think anything else. See, there you go. Until <laughs> until proven otherwise, that's that's a that's certainly a, a tactic. Until you prove me wrong, I'm right. I guess. <laughs> but I, I guess how- she would talk more, man. Yeah. I, I, what if? Jeez. What if Axel had a a podcast? Sorry, both of us would be out of business. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, but, we'd be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my luck. That would be my luck. I started talking about wrestling stories with old wrestlers. Bruce Pritchard comes along and does it better. I start <laughs> reviewing wrestling shows with with a buddy of mine. Fucking Tony Schiavone comes along, starts doing the exact same show better. <laughs> he just does it with more dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody else is doing our show that I'm involved in and they're doing it better, I'm fine just listening to them. I was listening to Brando, but I also was listening to Pot of Thunder, and I was like, man, if we could just combine the two, you know? You know, I, I really haven't experienced so much kiss in my life prior to doing this podcast, which is supposed to be, be about Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Going from, you know, former co-host, current friend, uh, Ian, to several of the guests that we've had on, to being involved in the podcast world and seeing that there are the, the multiple kiss podcasts like I, I know, I, I know Kiss. I like Kiss, but it's like some. It's just sometimes it's like, bro, come on. It's like how how old are you? Like you know, and there are some bands that I look back on, but like, that was really, you know, it's kind of cool, but I kind of grew out of it. I'm still not, you know, I'm not the Kiss Army. You know, I can't. <laughs> there are songs yeah. I like, but I I can't. I don't know. I wasn't alive at the time to see how radical it felt to have a rock band wear makeup and do all these theatrics. Maybe that plays a part in it. There again, maybe there's hand- you know. so yeah, many true. songs that are re- that are good, but how can you talk about a band? It just—it's like it's like the what Guns N' Roses complain about. What think about what Kiss fans complain about? What, what the songs <laughs> where they basically—it's—they're not some opus that we could dissect. Where you guys could have a. a a song and episode. So is Pot of Thunder the one they do a, a song and episode? Yeah. So how? So Gene talks about his dick in this one. So they talk about girls in this one. Oh, Gene talks about his balls in this one. This so, 
<laughs> it's not the same as a Guns N' Roses and talking about a strange, talking about it's so easy, talking about one in a million, talking about all these different acts. So you guys get so into all the, the parts, you know, the, the talk about Slash, talking about all these other uh, the Duff songs who have things have deeper meaning. What do Kiss fans? What do they talk about? Beth? Yeah, Beth. That's, she broke his heart. That sucked. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't, I don't know. This is part yeah. of my tight five I'm working on for. This is part okay. of me, and I just don't want to get into it because it's sometimes I, I envy the Kiss Army because they, as strong and as, as you know crazy and both the good and the bad, uh, the GNR. Uh, community is kiss, kiss. I don't know if they just have social media. I better hold the social media. Uh, I never want to get into a Twitter thing with the kids <laughs> and be like, you know, you guys are cool, but who your jets like a little bit, you know? <laughs> Gene, Gene is, is you know more of a jerk than Axel, isn't he? In the grand scheme, at least pop culture would say. I'd say like, so, yeah. I think I it, think that's it, part of his charm. Having though, met, not met him both. Sorry, God. Like yeah, Axel, though, yeah. I think that's part of his charm. Like that's what I like about Axel is that he's an asshole. In a way, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that argu- argument can be made. I-, I guess more so, you know, despite the fact that we always hear that oh, what a nice person Axel is from people that we talk to. And Gene, I don't really hear any too much bad things about him, you know, other than like kind of what he says himself. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, this is the guy who claimed like Rock is dead, but like uh, if you look at him, he's almost dead. <laughs> but it was like the stuff that he had said. If you, if you want to look it up, it's like what he said uh, after Robin Williams uh, that that thing happened and, and talking about Prince. It's like I don't know. So he needs to educate himself more. A little bit of mental health and that shit pisses me off. Yeah. But maybe Boomer he Gene did. Simmons. What's that? Fucking Boomer Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be too bad. I love kids. I can't. I can't participate here. I uh, like, do you? But the point is, you can love Kiss, but do you love Kiss? Like, like could you do a podcast about them? Also, no. Are you at that level? No. See, I think there's. I think there's a difference, and it's not even saying people who do, who do the podcast are this level because I know there are crazier GNR fans than I am. And I do a podcast about it, so it's not even saying anything about them. I'm talking about just the hyper, like, can you think of them, the all stereotypical version of what a Kiss Army person is? And those people exist. That. It's like, I don't get, is there a GNR version of that? Do people walk around, are there GNR conventions where people dress the same? Is Axel and, and, <laughs> and Slash? They do, they do on Halloween, but not on, like, <laughs> conventions aren't, like, we had that Better residency in Vegas a couple of years yeah. ago. That, that was fun. How like how in depth have you gone to gone into about that? Like when you said the residency, they were there for a while. Did they have gift shops open up? Did they have like anything in the casino, or was it just their residency? They were there every night. Oh no, that casino was decked out like the the down to the uh, the felt on the uh, uh, card tables had GNR shit on it. Like, uh, some of the, like they were selling decks of cards, uh, some of the chips, uh, of course they didn't go through and make every chip a GNR chip, but they, <laughs> that's still, they sprinkled it in. Okay. Like, well, yeah, but I mean, it was like custom for the, like, it didn't just have the guns and roses logo. Like you would think a hard rock chips got some rando band on it. It had the logo of the event that you were at with the, the, the robot okay. girl and shit. So, <clears throat> 
And I mean, when I walked in, the first thing I saw was in big, bold letters, the GNR logo. Uh, appetite. Okay. All right. So they, they did some stuff, but that's, again, that's not a, uh, this is all in the pre-COVID world, which obviously yes. everybody understands. But they didn't have conventions all the time. Maybe GNR are not on the level. Are they not on the, on the level of KISS? Are they not? Come on. <laughs> but they can't have a convention like it's Star Trek. It's like, okay, like so Star Trek like, meets a rock band. Yeah. That's because but, the three of us. I guess us, that's the point. It's mm. up to the three of us to form the convention. I mean, that's the obvious answer here. GNRCon. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll sign off on it. Oh, God, the effort. That's what we got to do. I mean, I mean, for for all of our listeners to get together, we'll have twelve people in one place. There'll be fucking social distancing. <laughs> who would show up to that? Like, who would show up to that? Is we'll he Reed, at- maybe? <laughs> He's yeah, cool. we got hookers and blow perform. Yeah, they're, yeah cool. they're cool. But and they'll just cover everything. GNR, it's perfect. They probably would. Now it's kind of covered together. Hmm. It's it's got to happen now. We'll have it at the Hammerstein Ballroom. That place holds what thirty people. <laughs> I get twenty five hundred. Yeah, somewhere around there. Well, what's the smallest uh, community center we can rent in New York? <laughs> we'll have it there. Could that the way, that way we can say it's sold out. Sure. <laughs> we just don't say how many it sold. There you go. There you go. Fake. It won't be fake news at all. <laughs> We'll have the convention in Brando's apartment. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't happening. Caputo (laughs) and I will come in and make an appearance via Zoom. And then it's sold out. My cats are terrified. (laughs) Unless Axel wants to bring it. Actually, that would be bad. I couldn't even have Axel bring his cats to be friends with my cats because cats are crazy. I can't do that. I just wanted to say cats a lot. But... uh, I love that we're all cat people, too. How is that? Like, wrestling fans and cat people. That's the thing we all have in common. Maybe that's maybe that's part of our psyche. Like, how cats give us that cold shoulder and how the band we all love is doing the same thing. Maybe that's Girl. somehow connected. Hmm. I think we may have stumbled onto something here. Uh, My mind is blown now, man. Holy. That's a really good, that's a really good thought. You should get that background set up, Chris. Can you do that in, like, an animator one where your head explodes? Like I gotta, I'll, I'll have to figure that out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll, do it, I'll do it in post. Carol <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Baskin. <laughs> Sorry, wrong sound effect. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, uh, that was from this year. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It doesn't seem like it. Dude, like March 2020, and now we're in like November. It feels like two different freaking like generations. Dude, I fucking know. It is, it has been, I'm just ready for this fucking year to be over with, especially now that, I mean, coronavirus hadn't gone away, but nobody gives a fuck anymore. So maybe we'll start getting to have concerts again. I mean, is it worth dying for? That'll just increase the quality of the bands I go see. We'll see. We'll see. I will see. Uh, I don't know until uh, I, I got to be honest, because as much as I did enjoy going to not in this lifetime, it, three different times, three different places. Could I, would I risk, I mean, and I have a cool GNR mask now, a couple of them that I got on my own. Actually, no, give a shout out to Franz and Roses. Have you had him on? Yeah. Yeah, we had him on a while back. Yeah, so shout out to him because he's the one that came up with, like, yes, it's Guns N' Roses logo. They came up with that. But he put on the, the mask 
on over each skull and said or in the in the type appetite for vaccination. And at some t- <laughs> and at some point, Guns N' Roses even shared it without credit. But I think uh, Fernando eventually, <clears throat> from modern folklore, next time we have Fern- uh, Guns N' Roses on, I think he apologized and. Uh, off camera or something like about that, or gave him credit off camera, like one of those Reddit chats that he ran. Yeah. He does. We talked to Franz almost daily. Okay, because he made. I told him about this because the mask I bought had his. The point is, it had his design on it, and it came with you know. And uh, uh, I shared that on social media. So that that was the point of it. Uh, of well, it he, but I, when I, I don't know if I would go to a, a concert if there was no new music or something. Something yeah. drastic didn't change. Would I have to risk myself? You know, that's that's asking a lot. Uh, well, see, here's what you got to do. You got <laughs> you got to go with Rick so that when he's getting kicked out, all, all the COVID and shit's happening over there. True. <laughs> and enjoy the show <laughs> over here. <laughs> Rick will be Rick will be the only one there. <laughs> <laughs> he would be, and he would still get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, oh, we're Ricky. playing up to arena. <laughs> oh, Ricky. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Buddy, this is 2020. If you have a smartphone, you're fucking being tracked 24-7. There's a VPN that I've been using for quite some time now, the Unlocator VPN service. It'll encrypt your connection, it avoids any tracking from any other people, but best of all, I use it to uh, access some of the stuff that's not available for me on, like, Tubi TV. I can get the American version of Tubi TV, any Netflix, any sort of streaming service that's blocked where you want to access a different uh, country's Netflix or whatever. You know, you can do that with on locator hit the link in the description below i've always i've always really dug this intro i don't really have to pause it because we've heard this enough times that we know what to expect here Mm mm-hmm I will pause it long. I will pause it long enough to say that we will not be playing the forty-five minute slash live version. We're going to be playing the album version, that is a decent length of six minutes and thirteen seconds. Yes. What a way to end. <laughs> what a way to end the album. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. Do, you, do you remember the first time? Because now I think it's it, it makes a difference. If none of us. We're old enough to see them play it live uh, when they debuted it, but you know, just as as me, I think maybe middle school, listening to the CD and hearing uh, women. Uh, oh, wait, should I not get to that point? Uh, yeah. Let's let's let's. Okay, let's, sorry. Let's, let's hold up until we get further on. Yeah. All right. I'm just gonna eat my banana while we listen to it. You're good on potassium today. Yes. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> Okay, so Caputo, 
Mm. Hit us with them lyrics so we can uh, we can really dissect the the meaning of this song. All right, hang on. Sorry, I got to load them up here. There we go. Um, do you want to start from like the first verse, whatever? Yes, just yes, just to where we're at now. Okay. If I say I don't need anyone, I can say these things to you because I can turn on anyone just like I've turned on you. I've got a tongue like a razor, a sweet switchblade knife, and I can do you favors, but then you'll do whatever I like. Iconic. Yeah. Those lyrics right there, they're still, you know, quoted, you know, uh, amongst fans. Like it's a, a movie quote or anything. Those, those lyrics, switchblade knife and tongue like a razor, like you, like you felt that. Yeah, you, you really don't get lyrics like that anymore. I mean... This is a very lyrically speaking. This this is a very well written song. But uh, and was has Matt Sorm been quoted that that's his favorite song? I don't recall if that. I feel like he may have said that. Hold it against me if you want. I don't. If he didn't, but I feel like that's accurate. Yeah, I don't recall either, but I'll just go with it. I think it's definitely Steven Adler's favorite song because every time I see a YouTube video of Steven Adler with somebody's filmed with him at a workshop somewhere, he's always playing Rocket Queen. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. For reasons we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Steven. Yeah, yeah we know it's Gosh. coming. All right. So let's hit him with that. Let's hit him with that course. <laughs> Oh, wait, you don't get the course yet. That's right. You get a little teaser. Yeah. I'll see you everything All right. Pausing it again. And this is just going back. Like, I know we're going to double down on what Brando's saying. We do got to fill in some content here because, like, this is one of those songs that makes it really hard to do this show because you just want to listen to the song. True. Like, like when it's a good song, it's a song you're familiar with. I've said it before on here. It's really hard to do. But um, I do do really like the lyric. uh, Oh, fuck. I lost my train of thought. It's a million fucking degrees in here. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Uh, How hot is it? Like, where are you at right now? Like, because it's starting to get cold here. Oh, it's freezing outside, but I live on the top floor, so I get. Oh, I know how that. I know how that's like, especially when you're in an enclosed uh, studio. Yeah, and since I've I've had to change the settings on my microphone because the auto thing was fucking up our, our whole show over the last couple of weeks. So because of that, I can't have my air conditioner on or that'll be all you hear. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know about you. I mean, you're probably pantsless already, but you know, <laughs> sometimes you gotta, you gotta do it. You know, who would have been a good bare, idea. Bare bones. But I, I, it, I think it was the first GNR show that I went to the show. My age was 2002. Madison Square Garden, so with Buckethead, and I guess nice. I guess went with one uh, a friend of mine, and I remember when Rocket Queen came on, and some just random guy who kind of looked like um, I, I forget his name, the SNL castmate now, who kind of looks like Woody Allen, 
I'm forgetting his name. Is it a guy that does Weekend Update? No, 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 no. He's from New York, too. It's skipping my mind. He, he, as soon as, like, just look up a Woody Allen-looking SNL castmate. Pete Davidson? No, no, not Pete Davidson. He's looking I'm, Woody I'm, Allen. I'm gonna, I'm I don't know. I was like, certain New York. I was like, oh, Pete Davidson. I don't know. Uh, some Staten Island. I don't know. That's a different New York than I'm accustomed to. But anyway, if somebody like that came up to me or was like start to dance during the opening riff and he had like a an American um, flag bandana on, it's my favorite song. I just want to say something real quick. I Googled SNL castmate that looks like Woody Allen. And I've got to say, Google, you are fucking wrong. John Lovitz should not be the first thing that comes up. No, I just Woody in that, Allen. In that fucking search. I just want, okay, that's all I want to say. Please continue your story. I mean, that was pretty much it. Just like, <laughs> as far as like an experience with Rocket Queen, it brings me back to the first, my first concert experience. So that was a, uh, that was interesting just to have, to have that that song, and I was into Guns N' Roses then, but that was well before. I mean, including the knowledge that I, I guess I, I have now, and you know, I'm still learning about the the history of this band. Uh, that that's just an experience that I had. I and the first time I heard the, well, we're not there yet, but just as the, the song continues, I'm just like. Can you do that in a song? And, you know, you, you can't recreate that live, um, nor should you. It might be illegal, but I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> an experience. You, you're listening. I mean, chances are maybe the first time you listen to it, however, you, it, whatever the medium was, same way, whether it was CD or uh, downloading or you know, vinyl, whatever, you had headphones on. Maybe that was the common denominator. And when you heard the part that we'll get to in your ears, like, what just happened? Like, is my t- dude, why is my tape playing this? If it was today, you would think maybe a porn pop-up ad came up while you were listening. To <laughs> while, they were, while they were recording and then they left it in. <laughs> maybe. Or I wonder what kid thinks now. You know, if they're first discovering Guns N' Roses now through Spotify and that, that Rocket Queen comes on and I mean, I don't know if any of you have this experience when you listen to a song the first time and it's not it's not usually part of a song like a yell or something that they maybe they switch the, the channels that it's on that makes it sound like it's being yelled at by somebody. And it's your first time experiencing it. So you're like, what? Uh, of course, the days before the internet where everything was spoiled. But first time that you hear that in your ears. Now a kid would think like, did I leave a you know, red tube <laughs> up by accident? Like, what's going on? This should be an experiment on this show. We'll borrow a kid from somebody. We'll, <laughs> we'll let them hear Rocket Queen for the first time, and we'll get their thoughts. I wonder why no one has ever done that, because they've done kids listen to Guns N' Roses for the first time. Yeah. But it's not going to be Rocket Queen. It's, <laughs> Give them the fucking well, hits. It's Welcome to the Jungle. Which usually might be debatable, uh, if depending upon the parent. Uh, Paradise City, November Rain. They do like safe yeah. songs. They don't. They're yeah. not gonna do. Oh yeah, so you know, I mean, I get it too, and I get it. I'm not criticizing. You don't want to traumatize a child, but you kind of do. <laughs> but do you could be mine. Let's do. Oh. Grow the fuck up already. <laughs> <laughs> Night train. <laughs> You're gonna listen to this. <laughs> Grow some hair on your chest. <laughs> 
turn well, around. <gasps> Mommy said a swear. <laughs> <laughs> he said the B word. <laughs> Remember, kids, anytime if you're listening to our podcast right now, anytime you hear a swear word, jump up and turn around and look at your parents. That'll crack us up. And then, parents, you can send your hate mail to our official <laughs> hate mail only Twitter account at ccaputo212. We <laughs> welcome all of your hate mail. We will all read it and uh, nice. be ashamed of ourselves, not just Chris. I mean, it's nice. great. It gives me easier access to start blocking people. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anybody's done that as long as I've been making that joke. Uh, anyway, what I was going to say before I got all flustered a second ago, started talking over myself, was that uh, uh, the line, if you turn me on to anything, you better turn me on tonight. I think it's probably my favorite uh, my favorite double entendre, if you will. Favorite uh, stanza, maybe? Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, like a line. It's kind of like a little bit. That's a little bit of like, not really it's a, a, bit of a play on words. Yeah, it's, it's very it's a clever line. All right, let's dive back in. You ever notice Axel sounds like he's he's underwater in parts of this? I think there's like a flanger sort of effect on that chorus to me. Like after awesome. like numerous times of listening to it over the years, it does sound like a like a bit of yeah. a flanger kind of thing. And it's a catchy riff right there. So you think of Live Era? Hey, you can dance to this shit. Yeah. Was that Slash who said that? Duff. A doff, a doff. Yeah. I stand you corrected. Here's your, here's your, uh, here's your favorite part here. The part that's going to get us pulled and marked as explicit. safe to talk about uh this this portion now in great detail oh yeah um i do remember i've got a story i'll tell here you know everybody's got that one hot milk they work with uh i had (laughs) before i got older and learned not to do that at work uh i was trying to get with the hot milk at work and she was a big gnr fan also so i was using this to my advantage and me and some friends of mine had put together a small band that never really went anywhere, but we thought about recording Rocket Queen uh, just so we had something recorded. We never really played in front of anybody but ourselves, but uh, we wanted to record something. So we was Rocket Queen was one of the ones we were thinking of. And uh, when I told said lady, whose name I'm not going to mention, uh, about this she was like oh man i'd love to help you record that and i guess she thought set up the equipment <laughs> and i was like actually there is one part of the song that you could help me <laughs> and at first she didn't get what i was talking about and then a couple of days later it hit her and she called me back i was like you're talking about the moaning part aren't you <laughs> did she agree to it uh, eventually we never okay. recorded it but all right, is um, I mean, yeah, it's part of the song, but if you don't know that, you could be like, "You pervert, get away from me." <laughs> it could easily have happened. Yeah, yeah, probably should have been. One but that's that. a 
badass move. I mean, I understand. I mean, the story's been told by people uh, more experienced than we are within the GNR world. You know about Stephen Adler's girlfriend. You know, look it up, kids, if you don't know the the, the story behind it. But, it wasn't an Axel fucking Stephen's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, he was. but he was like the band's girlfriend. But I guess Stephen, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I wasn't there. I wasn't yeah. there. But <laughs> the they, they hear that on a song, and especially the ending song. What a choice to to end an album. You know, you've already kind of. You know, ran the gamut of emotions listening to this uh, arguably greatest rock record ever created, and it's almost over. But then, you know, Rocket Queen comes on, and then that, <laughs> and then you're just like left with, oh, we're not even at the end, you know, of the song, which is another like iconic. So there's there's three chapters to it in a way, right? The beginning yeah. opening rift, uh, a riff or whatever, and then this uh, orgasmic middle. <laughs> and then the, uh, the the ending to it, which is just still another you know, great sing along part, you know, yeah. too. Uh, in addition to the lyrics, so this is just uh, one of those. I mean, you can you can do this episode another time if you want. This is too long of a conversation, but a Mount Rushmore of Gene R songs. I mean, I think it's arguably up there. I think you'll get a lot of votes for it. Yeah, I, I could say this is definitely one of one of my favorites. Uh, I, I think, like you, it really uh, it really became one of my favorites whenever I heard it live the first time. Uh, is when some things I don't know just felt right because I mean you you get the live experience. You don't you don't hear the chick moaning and shit like that. But what you do get is uh, the end with the emotion and shit. Let's yeah. let's let's get to that and we'll discuss that part when we get there. We're at the halfway point, by the way. Yeah, All right, here we go, the transition. Makes me want to do the overhead clap. <laughs> Insert Michael Scott and Dwight meme of them raising the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Your second guitar solo of the night. Coming. Here's where we we pump the brakes and we do a complete 180 on the song. Like it goes from being like uh like we said about Faster Pussycat, a sleazy rock out anthem to being a highly uh almost power balladish. Sure. Uh very sweet kind of story then. Only and, Axel could do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. This <laughs> is some like uh, interesting storytelling because he like he goes from like beginning where he's talking about like how he's hot shit, and then you get the whole like whatever like you know sex thing, and then this it's like it's almost like it's like a weird like odd like sleazy sunset strip love story in a way. Kind of, yeah. I can That's see kind that. of how I'm seeing it. Because it's like, oh, this dude's like, you know, got all this bravado. He's talking like all this all this talk, whatever, you know. And, you know, I guess back back in those days, you know, chicks were like, oh, into like the those kind of like, you know, tough dudes, whatever. Real you know, man. That stuff. And then like he basically caught feelings. Yeah. And then just shit just happened or something, you know. What I like about this when you see it live is is the the complete change, like how the light show changes. I know that's a little stupid thing to, to like, but it, this little shit makes a big difference to me. And like uh, when the first time I saw this live, and like the whole screen goes purple, and then the lights get dark and shit while it's going doom 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 doom, and the lights are coming down, and then you get that those purple lights start to come on and shit. That it adds to it. Little shit adds to it for me. And what would an 80s sleazy sunset strip love anthem be without some sort of drug reference? Yeah. <laughs> Our third guitar trick. All right, in the grand finale. this commercial that would have been a great ending <laughs> nice nice i always love i always love coming out of that song on the radio like I, I it's true as we're doing a podcast about it i just really didn't want to do anything other than sit back and listen to it you know all time and and hopefully people feel the same energy i'm feeling you know listen to that song you now oh yeah it, it wow, is the, the album's over it's like whoa i had to go back maybe listen to it again I never thought, I never realized that the, 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 the mood shift thing happens pretty much exactly in the middle of the song. I always thought it was closer to the end because it feels like it, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's like right in the middle. I never noticed that till just now, I guess, because I've never been pressured for time while listening to the song to pay attention to that. There you go. But yeah, um, well, let's do our final thoughts and then we'll get into ratings. Uh, Brando, do you want to start out? Final thoughts. Is this like uh, 
kind of what the Jerry Springer does. Yeah, just kind of what's your final thoughts on it, and then we do a rating from one to five. Final thoughts on Rocket Queen. As I, I said before, I, I, I'm not saying necessarily it's in uh, it's on the Mount Rushmore of DNR songs, but it's in the conversation for a lot of the reasons that we said. I, I know people who aren't the biggest of GNR fans who love that song. It's just probably because of the orgasmic uh, opus. It wasn't a, a major radio hit, even though it does get played on the radio. Uh, I always try to make sure that happened personally, but no, I'm not that. I was never that big to make a difference. They like they need me. Anyway, so that's my, that's my final thought. It's great. It's a great song. <laughs> What's your rating on it? Uh, I, I got to go... So what? What was it, Adam? Like five chickens? Oh, whatever. Uh, sure, that's fine. Five chickens. We'll do chickens this week. <laughs> do you change it every week? We used to, but I, I don't know. I don't. I, I, that's usually Caputo's joke. I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I've been lacking on. I've been slacking on that. But so I got there's a good nothing. One for there's nothing wrong. I, I I hear about it. There's nothing I would change lyrically. Anything. So it, it, what would I take away? So it's got to be five chickens. There it is. Caputo, you want to go next or you want me to go next? Oh, yeah, I'll go next. I mean, like, final thoughts. Like, um, I guess, like, my history with the song is, like, when I first discovered GNR Younger, I was, like, I never really got or understood the song at first. But now really, like, sort of digging into it and looking lyrically-wise and just how it basically tells this interesting, like, story in, like, six, six and a half minutes, roughly. And I do appreciate the song a lot more. I think... Uh, slash needs to stop just like playing random shit live for 45 minutes when you, it's, it's like let's get it over with you're only like eight songs into the set bro like, fuck. sometimes i do like that solo on a long drive but i get yeah it. I, I liked it back in like 92 when you get like a whole little bit of a taste good donut and then it goes oh, right it's back into it. slash i gotta use a segue i'm gonna pee in my leather pants if i don't take another break <laughs> so either, either you put your paws in or and i'll be right back so, all right right <laughs> yeah that's fine caputo yeah please continue yeah um but yeah it's it's a a song that i think over time like i've just grown to like a little more and like at first to me like i didn't understand people like a lot of gnr fans like i was like why the hell would they get like tats of like you know some of the lines from that bridge there it's just crazy to me like i like at first because i didn't really understand and like the meaning of that song, or whatever. But now it's like yeah, I can kind of see why it does have like it's a very like sentimental thing. And I feel like yeah. this is um, it probably probably gonna be cr- people are gonna say I'm fucking crazy for saying this, but it's a little it's like a little Bohemian Rhapsody esque where it starts off this like that fucking and then you get like this like really weird like instead of them doing an opera thing, he's doing like a fucking or having a fucking orgasm on audio. And then it goes into like that sort of that part, like uh, it's like a reverse Bohemian Rhapsody, I think. In a way, it where is. Get, like, yeah, you get the sentimental side where you can be like, oh, mama just killed a man. And then it goes like basically in reverse sign, kind of. It's interesting like that, where like songs take you on this like wild ride. I fucking love it, man. I can't complain. Yeah, I, I agree completely, man. Uh, I never thought of that before, but do you think of Bohemian Rhapsody never would ha- have had never happened that we would even have Rocket Queen at least in this form? 
dude, would we even have a lot of songs taking risks in general like this or just anything in rock and roll, stuff like that, without Pian Rhapsody, would people even know about, would, like, in the recording process of it and everything, like, would would artists even, like, dare to even layer stuff and do, like, multi-tracking and stuff like that? Just hearing about the whole recording process, just that one song. Like, yeah. it definitely influenced all of music, not just, you know, rock or, like, pop, everything. Hands down. I mean, that's, that's, that's a really good point. I, I've never thought of it that way before. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah man you make a you make a really good point with the uh with the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, um, I just literally just thought of that now. I was like, ah, it kind of works in that way cuz like Bohemian Rhapsody gives you like all these you don't know what the fuck it's about, but it gives you all these emotions and it takes you on this like long wave of a story. You're like, you kind of think you know it, but you really don't. At least this one's a little more you could could be a little more clearer ish esque in a way. But yeah, I would probably, this is probably like the, the Bohemian Rhapsody of like GNR, not like November Rain and stuff. That, that's in another level. Yeah. That. yeah. That's, I that's see what you're saying as somebody who caught the back end of your, you know, your analogy. That does make yeah. sense, you know, in, in the way you're comparing it. It starts yeah. out, except instead of starting out with the emotional shit and then going into the rock and roll, it starts out with the rock and roll and then it, it, it Trojan horses in the emotional shit to, to, to get you. It's how they get you. Yeah, it's how you get hooked, man. Um, but Final Fox this is actually a kick-ass song, and I would probably listen to it a lot more for sure now. Like, I don't mind listening to it. You know, it's a it's, – I don't know. There's not much more else I can say on this. What's your rating? But, um, this is going to be a good one. Um, uh, five cucks out of five. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go five Steven Adler's cucking out of five, but like please Steven Adler's been through enough already. Oh poor Steven. Yeah. This is uh and and then he plays this everywhere and it's he's the, oh the unfortunate butt of the joke. Um Yeah, man, uh I think you guys all made some really good points. I th- I, I also agree like the, 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 the structure of the song, uh which is something that we've been we've really been starting to pay attention to on this show lately uh, structuring of a song. It doesn't take you where you expect to go when you expect to go there, but it gets you where you want to go. Um, when you're listening to this genre of music, does that make any sense? Yeah, I gotcha. So, uh, and then it takes you places you didn't know you wanted to go. Like with the whole sex scene i don't think there's another song with a sex scene in it. uh not this... to our knowledge unless someone wants to tell us we'll review it yeah <laughs> i mean years later I, the only iconic one i remember is uh, more human than human uh, by what zombie at the beginning of that oh, uh, yeah oh yeah, yeah. the uh then, i mean that but by that time it wasn't as perhaps controversial you know especially from you know, uh, white zombie, right? It was a white zombie officially that, that did it. Uh, not, not technically Rob Zombie, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to Google it. Either way, like that's expected from a band, a white yeah. zombie with their look. I mean, yeah, G and R were supposed to be the bad boys of rock and the sleaze and rock, but to I don't know to add uh, sex sounds, real sex sounds. Uh, ooh, scandalous. <laughs> and um 
I will say this. Here's something you guys didn't notice. Um, technically, this is uh, this is uh, I mean, it's it's a big deal because of people advancing in society and stuff. But I mean, we wouldn't get another woman on a GNR track till Melissa Reese. So I mean, uh, she wasn't the first after all. Well, <laughs> if you want to be tactical about it, we still had Roberta Freeman and Tracy Amos. And they, oh, okay, ooh. okay, yeah, good point, good point. And, uh, yes, yes. The, the whole uh, horn section, technically, you know, but I, I got you. I know what What's you uh, what was her I know name? What you get now. Hang on, I got to oh, go. Rock Queen? Yeah, what was her name? Oh, the one, oh, Stephen Ather's girl was Adriana Smith. Okay, thank you. So, like the Adri- song, yeah. The Rocket Queen is like her name's like Barbie or some shit. That's the actual like, Rocket yeah. Queen or whatever. Well, then the, uh, the, the 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 Adriana Smith here is the first mm-hmm. woman to have a vocal track on a GNR record. It's a rather unique one, but it's there. <laughs> it's etched in history now. We got to update our IMDb. We got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, anybody can update IMDb. That was a hint. That was a hint for you to do it. <laughs> yeah, we do it. Or one of our um, listeners can do it too. Let us know. All right. me and, me and Screen Rick capture Rick. it and say, you know, we're just trying to give you credit, trying to get your royalties. You should get royalties for that. She should. She should, yeah. Why not? <laughs> no, because then it would be prostitution. <laughs> it's a state law. I'm not sure. No, because they were filming it or they were recording it. So it's not prostitution if you're recording it. That's how I'm, it not, a, I'm not a lawyer. I'm <laughs> kind of good at, bur- at bird law, but that's I, I just assumed consent was there. I think that's good enough on legal grounds, but who knows? Sure. I'm not a lawyer either. Anyway, uh, I don't really have much more to add to it either. Uh, fuck, I can't give this anything less than five stars myself. So it gets a five, perfect five across the board. We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, it's been some time. I don't think we've ever had a, a perfect five with a three-man panel, have we? I don't think so, no. Uh, not that you can rem- not that I can remember, so that's a first for me. So That's a first in Guns and Radio history. Wow. Oh. Nice. Well, uh, guys, we do want to thank you guys for joining us. We want to thank Brando for joining us. Be sure to check out Appetite for Distortion, available wherever podcasts are sold, just like we are. If you're listening to us on your platform, go look him up, too. And uh, be checking that shit out because it is dope. Uh, you guys ready to spin the wheel and see what we're going to get next week? Let's find out. Right next door to hell. Nice. All right. Have fun expensive? with that one. <laughs> we go from the closing of the first album to the opening of technically, I guess, the second one. Sure. Yeah. Nice. Uh, this is User Illusion One, so I would assume that's next in there. Yeah. Well, Lies was an EP, so. Yeah, Lies was just there to be like, eh, here's something to hold your appetite. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> you get four kind. You get three new songs, one kind of new song. And then four songs that if you didn't LA live in LA, you never had access to before. Yeah. So 
right next door to hell coming up next week. Brando, you're going to be able to stick around with us for extra. Uh, I think my cat is giving me a death stare. I have to go feed him. <laughs> I wow. will say that. That's okay. Well, thank you for joining us for the main yeah, show. Thank Caputo. you, man. Caputo and I will still be here in extra, and we will see you next week for another edition of the Guns and Radio podcast. Until then, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you next Monday here on Guns and Radio. Peace.